In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Uh, today actually is the fourth Sunday of the Coptic month, Tuba. And this month comes after the Feast of Nativity, and also during this month we celebrate the Feast of Epiphany in which we celebrate the baptism of our Lord Jesus Christ. But the Gospel of today is about the miracle of opening the eyes of the man who was born blind. So what is the connection between this miracle and the events of this month? Also, I am sure you know that this miracle is read twice in the liturgical year. It's read in the last Sunday of the Holy Great Fast, just the Sunday before Hosanna Sunday, and also it is read in the fourth Sunday of Tuba. We read it actually for two different reasons in each event, but they are related to each other. The reading of Tuba, all Sundays of Tuba are about baptism. Since we celebrate in this month the baptism of our Lord Jesus Christ. And the man who was born blind, this miracle of his healing, he was moved from darkness to light as a blind man who was walking in darkness or living in darkness. But now after this miracle, he actually moved from darkness to light. So he was enlightened. In the same way in baptism, we call it the sacrament of enlightenment. Uh, In Hebrews chapter 6, St. Paul, when he said to the people, after you were enlightened, he meant after you were baptized. Because before baptism, we are in darkness. We are in the kingdom of darkness. But after baptism, after we renounce Satan and we accept the Lord Jesus Christ, we are moved from the kingdom of Satan to the kingdom of Christ, from darkness to light, from being slaves to being free in the Lord Jesus Christ. In the Holy Great Fast, we read it at the end of the fast, because as you know, the theme of the Holy Great Fast is repentance. And the fathers taught us that repentance is considered the second baptism. In baptism, we are we became planted in the body of our Lord Jesus Christ. With each sin we commit, we are separated from the body of Christ. So, how to be replanted? It is through repentance and communion. So through repentance, 
وأرأ اكسبتد أجين وأرأ كونكتد أجين وأرأ يونايتد أجين After each sin we don't need to be rebaptized because baptism is fellowship with the Lord Jesus Christ in his burial and in his death and since the Lord died once then we cannot actually be baptized more than once. But when we sin through repentance, actually we are reconnected, reunited with the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why the fathers said about baptism, repentance, I'm sorry, it is the second baptism. So we read it here today for because this miracle symbolizes baptism and we read it again in the great fast because this miracle symbolizes also repentance the second baptism in the state of sin we are blind but after we repent we can say I was blind but now I can see I was blind and now I can see so, this month, Tuba, we have four Sundays. The first Sunday, which comes immediately after the Feast of Nativity, we read about the acceptance of Gentiles, how the Lord opened the door to the Gentiles to be saved. So, salvation with the incarnation of the Son of God, salvation is not only for Israel, but for everyone in the world. Whoever believes in the Lord Jesus Christ, they were given authority to be children of God. The second Sunday was about how the people in Nineveh repented at the preaching of Nineveh and how the queen of the south went to Solomon to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And the Lord rebuked the people, telling them, you have here greater than Solomon and greater than Jonah. So by hearing the word of God, we actually, that is the second step. After the Lord opened the door of baptism, we need, uh, sorry, after he opened the door for the Gentiles to get to know him, to be saved, then what we need to do to listen to the word of God? Because how they would believe without preaching. So we need actually to listen to the word of God. And listening to the word of God will give us life. As the Lord said in John chapter 5, the hour is coming and now is when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and those who hear will live. The third Sunday, which was last Sunday, is the last verse in the Gospel, he who believes in the Son has eternal life. But he who does not believe in the Son of God, the wrath of God will come upon him and he will not see life. So, the third Sunday about the importance of believing in Jesus Christ, that he is the Son of God. And 
Without this faith, there is no salvation. Because Jesus is the door. Jesus is the gate. He is the only way to true life. So I want you to understand the logic. First Sunday, God opened the door for the Gentile. Second Sunday, he gave us his word to hear. So by hearing, we may believe in him. That is the third Sunday. And after we believe in him, then we repent and be baptized. That is the gospel of today. And we will say, I was blind, but now I can see. I was blind, but now I can see. So this is the journey of the Sundays of Tuba. God opened the door for salvation. God opened the door for all of us. You need to hear his word in order to believe him. Then after you believe him, be baptized and live the life of repentance and as I told you this sacrament is called enlightenment enlightenment and we can see the enlightenment in the life of the man who was born blind there were actually two enlightenment happening hand in hand in his life the physical one and it is easy to understand it how the Lord healed his eyes and he now completely whole and he can see. But there was another enlightenment. His soul and his spirit was enlightened. When they asked him the first time how you were healed, he told them a man called Jesus. So for them, for him, Jesus was a man, just a man, a regular human being. A man called Jesus made clay and anointed my eyes. Second time, when they asked him, what do you say about him? He said he is a prophet. So now you can see how the enlightenment started in his life. First time, he called Jesus just a man. Second time, he said, no, he is a prophet. He's not just a regular human being, regular person like all of us. He is a prophet. Third time, when they told him that uh, Jesus is a sinner because he broke the Sabbath and healed you on the Sabbath, He answered, whether he is a sinner or not, I do not know. But one thing I know, that though I was blind, now I see. And he told them, we know that God does not hear sinners. So he said, Jesus is not a sinner. But if anyone is a worshiper of God and does his will, he hears him. And he testified that Jesus made a miracle we never heard about it. Since the world began, it has been unheard of that anyone opened the eyes of one who was born blind. If this man were not from God, he could do nothing. (coughs) So that is the third level. 
This man is not only a prophet, because even the prophets of the Old Testament, Elijah, Jeremiah, Daniel, Moses, no one actually healed a man who was born of a blind. This man, there is something unique about him. He is from God. If this man were not from God, he could nothing. So you can see here the progress of his enlightenment. First he said he is a man, a man called Jesus. He is a prophet. No, he is from God. And the last step, when he met the Lord Jesus Christ, and the Lord told him, Do you believe in the Son of God? He answered, Who is he, Lord, that I may believe in him? And Jesus said to him, You have both seen seen him, and it is he who is talking with you. Then he said, Lord, I believe. And he worshipped him. Worshipped him as, as God. So that is the fourth step. He believed in Jesus as the Son of God as the Messiah who came to save the world. So we can see the enlightenment here in the life of this man. Not the physical enlightenment, but the spiritual enlightenment. He started seeing Jesus just a man, a prophet, coming from God. Now he is the Son of God, the Savior of the whole world, and he worshipped him as God. That's why in uh, the psalm of today, you heard, In your light, O Lord, we shall see light. In your light, O Lord, we shall see light. What does this mean? This means, let me take the example of this man who was born blind. With the light that God provided to this man, who was able to see the light, with the enlightenment that God actually gave to the spirit and the soul of this man. He was able to see the light of God, to believe in him, to worship him. The light can be also the word of God. When we hear the word of God, and when we keep the word of God in our life, it will enlighten our life will be moved from darkness to light. We will not be blind as before. Then we can see the light of God in our life. Many people say, I cannot actually feel the presence of God in my life. In order to feel the presence of God, in order to see God in your life, you need to be enlightened by his light, by his light, by his word. Also the light can be the light of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit that opens our mind and our hearts and our soul to understand the things pertaining to God. When the Lord Jesus Christ asked the disciples, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? No one was able to answer except Peter, because God opened the heart of Peter, and the Lord told him, This revelation 
is not by human being. Flesh and blood did not reveal this to you. But my Father who is in heaven revealed to Peter that Jesus is the Messiah, is the Christ, the Son of the living God. So Peter, by the light of God, was able to see the light of the Lord Jesus Christ. By the light of God, he was able to see the light of our Lord Jesus Christ. In your light, we shall see light. Nowadays, the word enlightened is very, very abused. Many people describe those who do not follow the holy tradition of the church or when they violate the rituals of the church, when they compromise the doctrines of the church, and when they compromise the dogma of the church, they call them the enlightened. Unfortunately, these people are deceived by the devil. Because how to be enlightened while you are compromising the light of Christ? This is a complete complete darkness. If you compromise the doctrines and the teaching of the Holy Scripture, if you compromise the holy tradition of the Church that was given by the Holy Spirit, if you compromise the light of God, how can you see light if you are compromising this? So Satan actually, Satan from the time of our mother Eve until now, his power lies in his ability to deceive people. And if Satan lost this ability to deceive people, he will be actually powerless. So as he deceived our mother Eve, until now he is deceiving the people about the definition of enlightenment. Anybody who compromise the teaching of the church, compromise the doctrines of the church, compromise the dogmas in the scripture, compromise the word of God. He is called by the children of the world, he is enlightened. And he doesn't know that he is in the darkness. He is not enlightened. The true enlightenment, when you walk in the light of God, As the Lord told him, I must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. The night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Walk in light that you have light. So walk in light that is the light of Christ. This gospel, John chapter 9, ended by a warning. Because many people think they are enlightened, although they are blind. And the true enlightenment when you follow Christ. The Lord told them in John chapter 9, verse 41, if you were blind, you would have no sin. But now you say, we see, therefore your sin remains. That is the problem of 
the contemporary generation. Many people believe they see, they are enlightened. They don't admit their darkness and their blindness. That's why their sin remain. But if they, if they confess that they are in the darkness and ask it to be enlightened by the light of Christ, they would be healed. If you were blind, you would have no sin. Because you, if you admit your blindness and come to Christ, Christ will heal you as he healed this man who was born blind. In your light we shall see light. But now you say we see. Now you say you are enlightened. We, are, we, we understand. We don't need the light of Christ. We have the light of Christ in our eyes. This actually deception leads that the person remains in darkness. That's why the Lord told them, therefore your sin remains. Let us dedicate this liturgy today to pray to the Lord in order to heal us from the darkness of the mind, the soul, and spirit, and to enlighten our eyes with the light of the Holy Spirit, with the light of the Word of God, so in His light we will see life. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.